Good evening, everybody, and welcome to tonight's podcast. My name is Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Chick 911 I am the president and the founder of the Transformation Gold Coaching and Training Academy. It's awesome to have you here with us. For our new people who are just joining us for the first time, welcome. The purpose of this podcast, what we strive to do is empower you with the tactics and strategies on how to champion your goals. And with this podcast specifically, we're about action. And our main goal with the podcast is to shorten the time period in between idea inception and execution. Meaning, you get an idea, something that you want to do, a goal that you want to go after. There's no time delay in between when you think about it, your commitment, your action, and then, you know, however long it takes for you to actually achieve the goal. Like you're up and running. There's no dilly-dally. There's no delay. There's no needing to have all of the stars lining up and Jupiter in your rising house before you move forward with, with taking action. Because that's, that's what it's all about. Every time I say that, I feel like I'm doing part of like the Mickey Mouse Club. Do you guys ever watch that? Like, Or no, the Hokey Pokey. That's what it's all about. That's really what's in my brain all the time. <sighs> More information, useless information on the world, in, you know, inside the, the scary world of what's inside of Nicole's cranial vault. But in all seriousness, today we're going to be talking about focus. All right, loss of focus. How does that, you know, focus is imperative to your productivity and to your results. And it's a very common thread with people who come forth with our coaching, who attend our seminars, who when you're moving along towards a goal or you, you kind of know the direction that you should go, oftentimes people report, I, I, I just, I can't focus. And before we just get into like the how-to and, and dig in deeper to give you some greater understanding about that, I, I want to be very clear about one thing. And that is the importance of having very clearly defined goals. And you're going to hear this coming from me like all the time because it literally, when you feel like you're veering off course or you feel like you're not making the progress that you should be making or you are acutely aware of the fact that your productivity right now sucks ass and you're on major stall, you've hit the, the ceiling, you're, you know, hit a plateau and you can't bust through it, that when you are a goal-oriented individual, that can be like a form of slow, torturous death, right? But it's, it's up to you to make sure that you are clear about the outcome that you actually seek. Because if you don't know, first and foremost, like if you have a goal, a goal is a target, all right? So just like if you were in archery or you were in shooting practice and even with golf, you, you have a target. Where are you trying to go? If you don't know, <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous when you hear it said out loud and it makes me laugh just saying it. Because I, I've been on your side of the fence before. That's, that's why I think I empathize with this. But if you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to get there? <laughs> like, 
even if you had like a nav system in your car, in order for you to get from point A to point B, you have to put the end destination in there, right? Like, otherwise, you're never going to leave the freaking driveway. So <laughs> you have to be like, there's ways, like, here's what it is. You have to have the whole schematic. Like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? And then you work on the how to. Does that make sense? And, and for those of you who have been coaching with me for a long time, I want you to revisit the, the concept of the success triangle, right? When we talk about individuals who are highly successful versus those who are not and the people who never get what it is that they want. Successful people, the people who get what they want, they're very clear on their goals and they commit to the goal and then they create the how-to afterwards, whereas the other people have to do a how-to before they commit to the goal. And I would venture to say that nine times out of 10, those people do not give enough time to actually defining what the goal is, what is it that they actually want. And then there's all sorts of other things, like they just don't have the desire to push through, they just want the outcome without putting the work inside of there, they romance, you know, fantasize what would it be like to have the goal, but they're not willing to put skin in the game, time, money, you know, sweat, blood, and tears in order to get that particular outcome, okay? So back here, when we're talking about your focus, you're not going to be able to have focus without the goal. Just like if you were taking a picture, how can you put the, the, the view through the camera into focus if you don't know what it is that you're trying to focus on? Are you focusing on a sunset or are you focusing on a leaf on a tree? You're not going to be able to adjust your focus appropriately without knowing exactly what it is that you're trying to capture. Right? I mean, it is literally that simple. Okay? So the importance of clearly defined goals, it's unique to each and every person. When you coach with us, we don't merely speak about goals in one area of your life. I'm also very repetitive about this next fact is that when you hire me as a coach or a consultant or you're sitting in trainings or, or seminars where I'm speaking, I'm at the front of the room, I'm very clear about the fact that I may be here to talk about one area. I may be talking about productivity in terms of how like you run your 24, which falls into like time management and how you allocate your time. But how does this fit into the context of your life? I coach you on what's called a comprehensive template. It's the whole dimensions of your life. Typically where you have procrastination and poor habits in one area, they also infiltrate other areas of your life. So if we're having fall down in the financial management section, well, what the hell do we see in the other areas of life? Where is it in relationships? You know, how you do small things basically is how you do all things. So when you kind of, you open up, you know, the whole Pandora's box and you're just like, oh my gosh, I thought that the problem was this, this, and this, but now that I'm looking at my whole entire life, I'm looking at health and fitness. I'm looking at relationships with other people. I'm looking at the relationship with myself, the relationship that I have with God, my purpose on the planet. Like, oh my gosh, there, this thing is bigger than I thought that it was. And initially you came forth for kind of like a band-aid cure, but there was massive hemorrhage there and we actually we had to do something to stop the bleeding. 
<laughs> put a little bit of tourniquet on there. We had to do some stitches, okay, rather than just a Band-Aid. Do you see what I'm saying? And I, I, I personally believe that when you are in the personal development space, and we do ours hand in hand, we do personal and professional development, because when you develop yourself personally, you always have great output in the professional realm. So they go hand in hand. But when you do that, it's, you have always got to find the source and it's taking that time to do it the right way rather than doing just enough just to kind of get by. Oh, this is fine. Oh, I'm just going to do this. Oh, I'm just going to do this. And then what happens over time, it's that lack I think lack of attention to detail, slipping of standards, allowing for exceptions and fuzzy goals. When you put that whole thing together, you're, you're so far off target. You, you don't even have a target anymore. You're over here and you know what? Let's kind of like sneak in over here. Kind of picture like a pinball in a pinball machine like that thing is bouncing all over the place there's no focus you're just trying to keep the pinball up from falling down that's not thriving that's not i'm here and i'm here to conquer and dominate <laughs> the path towards you know goal attainment here that's survival mode that's trying not to die right? and that's that's not what we support here we we are about you championing your goals on the personal and the professional realm. And oftentimes a lot of our foundational work comes with teaching you correctly, if you will. Not just, you know, little bitty pieces, like it's doing the whole thing correctly from the very beginning. How do we take this one little thing, you know, I feel like I'm unorganized and my thoughts are scattered. Okay, well, I can show you how to be organized. I can come in and I can organize your desk. And probably you can organize your desk too. But is that necessarily going to change how you operate? If you do not have the backing behind it, it's going to stay organized for a half a day. And then when I come back the next day or your boss walks in the next day, you're just going to have new things on the desk or things are just going to be shifted all over the place. It's not really going to be cleaned. Does that make sense? And so the same thing kind of goes with your focus is that it's super easy when you're just trying to stay alive and survive and you're in the survival mode, it's super easy for you to lose focus. Likewise, it's very simple for you to lose focus when there's a lot of things that you want to do. And now yeah, I'm, this is important to me and this kind of fits into this. And, and this is what I see with my high level achievers, my very high producers, you know, people who are in the entrepreneurial space, my sales individuals, even to a great degree, some of the very creative people that I'm working with, like they, they just, they're, oh my God, like they, their minds are so incredibly busy, but they never see things through to completion. Alpha types, a lot of times, are very much like let's conquer, but 
the maintenance aspect of how do we actually build this thing out once I have my stake in the ground. And now I've, I've taken off, I've chewed, you know, taken a huge bite and I've got all these pieces which are up and I want to do this and I want to do this, but there's only one of me. And I, you know, we see this with entrepreneurs who are moving from sole proprietorship into true business ownership where they have different levels of people who report to them. That That's a big switch. How do you move from being the person who's there all the time with your fingers on every single aspect of the business and then hiring people on who think like you do, who understand your process, who you can trust and still have the open lines of communication when you haven't even been practicing communication You've been doing the whole entire thing. So there's like, there's all these different levels that, that bring people forth and reasons why people lose their focus. So there's really like, nobody's better than the other. No one's worse off than the other. Everyone comes from a different aspect and they come for different reasons, which is why you're on this podcast. So first of all, I, I'm going to restate the, the, the opening statement and it's, if you're experiencing loss of focus, I highly encourage you to go back and reassess your goals and, and be be brutally honest with yourself. Are my goals clearly defined? What is it that I seek? And here's going to be a hint. Okay, perhaps we can talk about goal setting on a different podcast or, you know, you come to one of my seminars or something and, and we'll give you that, the more detailed attention that's going to help you exponentially. Okay, so here's, here's an example, the difference in how you goal set. Okay, so when you say, I want more money, this is the importance of clearly defined goals. If I were to push a penny over towards you, technically you have more money. Now you're laughing at that, okay, but this is the importance of having clearly defined goals. If you just say more money, I I gave you more money, goal achieved, (laughs) see ya, but you're not satisfied with that, that wasn't what you had in mind, that wasn't what you were expecting, you were thinking about boatloads of money, but you never put a number on it. So therefore, it's not clear, clearly defined. How much money do you actually want? Well, more than I'm making now. No, put a number on it. That's not limiting you. It's upping. It's increasing. Or how much money do you want to be earning a month? How much money in passive income do you want? How many deals do you want to close a month? How many new customers do you want to acquire a month? Okay, like you want to be crystal clear about this. And this is what I want to speak to is there really are no limits. So if you're thinking like, well, and this was me you know what, I've never really earned, like $5,000 a month would be a lot of money for me. So maybe I'll just kind of like, and you do this in your brain without even recognizing it, just like, I don't want to seem so selfish and I don't want to be greedy. And I, I mean, there's really nothing else, you know, I don't have a lot of expenses or I, there's really, you know, I don't have kids or this or that. And, you know, I really don't need all that extra money. And you, what you're doing is you're limiting the target. Always put your freaking target high, super high. 
Because if you don't reach it, your efforts of trying to hit a super high target, your efforts are seriously high and whatever results you have, they're still going to be very high level. Which means the next time you come around, it's like a, it's like a trampoline. The next time you're going to be hitting that high target, it's going to be easy for you because you're used to aiming high. You're still going to have to put in work. If your goal is to earn $3,000 a month, believe it or not, it's the same amount of work that you have to do in order to earn $10,000 a month. And they've never achieved more than that. But I imagine, you know, from what I hear from my mentors, 10000 is the same amount that it takes, you know, to earn 50000 which is the same amount it takes to earn 100000 a month. And it's, it's just like that mental leap. It seems to be like, oh, my God, what the hell would I do with all that money? And I bring that up on purpose because oftentimes people's lack of focus somehow is, is intertwined with finance. Whether that's the goal they're trying to increase their income or how do we how do we make money work for us or i need to do something in order to be able to get this other goal and money is a part of it so i'm using that you know numbers don't lie but you apply that to your own particular situation be very clear on what it is that you seek like down to the to the detail of what does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it taste like? Now we're bringing in your emotions. Now we have a visualization process going on. And when your emotions get intertwined with the goal that you set, now you start, you have a spark of momentum that has been created because now your desire is being fueled. And this becomes a powerful tool. Now I have a clearly defined uh, goal. I can see it. I can visit it inside of my brain. And I'm actually doing this all the time. So this is becoming pretty normal to me. And I can feel like it's not if I'm going to get this. It's when I get this. And then you keep on working on it. And then all of a sudden it's not like you have like this incredible amount of desire. Like you can't help but achieve it. And you keep on walking towards it. And that's how, that's how the goal setting then moves with visualization and it brings in your emotions and that creates like this powerful force to keep you engaged and keep you motivated and taking action steps when you'd really rather stay home, <laughs> you know, all nice and cuddly, maybe on your couch or watching TV or sitting out at a park somewhere in nature, you know, wherever you find it to be, you know, most relaxing. That's, that's the key aspect of it. All of that as it pertains to focus. Okay, so really, what is it that you're seeking? The next thing when it comes to focus is that it, it, this is what I found. Let me put it to you this way. Every person that I have ever coached has, for some reason, I said this before, I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to be... Uh, clear about how I say this. Every person, what they really have been seeking is peace. That's what I have found. And it means something different to each and every person. And I regard people on a continuum. Okay. In terms of like focus, for example, there's people who are highly focused, like 
laser focused. And on the other end of the continuum or the spectrum, you have people who are not, <laughs> right? Not at all. Like they're scattered, like they're totally diversified in their focus. So they move back and forth, right? And usually the people who come towards me with lack of focus, they're aware of it. The high achievers, high level producers, if this is you, you're aware of the fact that I have lost my focus. And so therefore, you're already in the habit of hiring coaches, of seeking out mentors, of, of aligning yourself with the right people to improve yourself and move you to your next station. So for me, it's not uncommon for me to have almost complete strangers appear and they say, what exactly do you do for a living? Because remember, I, I, this whole like aspect of, of, of how I operate my business, like marketing has never been, I'm still learning how to do this. I'm doing the work and figuring stuff out as I go along. I'm a startup company, like starting with pure cash from zero. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, so that's where I'm at. And so as I'm putting content out, I have people who just come up to me and ask me like, what is it exactly that you do? But it was something about, you know, a topic that I talked about on a Facebook post or something that they heard me say on a podcast or something that they read, something that triggered them to come forth and say, what is this? It, it struck a chord with them. It resonated with a problem or something that they wanted to integrate into their you know, operations in order to get a better outcome for themselves. But the people who are on a different end of this particular spectrum are the individuals who are way more timid and they're not productive, they're not achieving results, they are stuck and they don't have that personality profile right now of attack and conquer. They're on the opposite end of this is happening to me. I don't really know what to do about it. I'm too timid to move, to come forth and ask for help. Plus, they usually have a lot of negative people in their life who reinforce the fact that they're not productive, they're not growing, they're not succeeding. There's all this, you know, kind of like, entanglements of negativity around those people and usually those individuals come come to me via referral via referral of their employers or via referral from their from their personal friends and family members this is who you should go see so what i'm saying whatever brought you here today and however you end up in front of me I speak to everybody in the room. So whether you're here and, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just view myself through the lens of scarcity and everything that I'm not, and my focus is all over the place because I, I'm, I'm kind of like panicky and in this, that, and the other, I feel like I'm underneath a rock and I can't get out, or you have accomplished a lot of stuff in your life, you're highly successful, and now it's almost like, I don't know what the F <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not making, this is highly unlike me and I can't operate like this. I feel like I'm in a spider web and my brain is all over the place and I know that I'm, I just, I don't have any focus. I don't know what way to move. And now 
things are starting to crack and crumble. My business operations are falling down. Our numbers are going down. However, this translates out for you, right? You're in, you're totally in the right place. Okay. So what this means is whatever peace is for your particular place of your brain, what I'd like to do is unpack this a little bit and give you some things to consider as either causes and or solutions for your particular situation. Now, obviously, I'm not sitting with you one-on-one, so I'm going to put down some commonalities that I find with coaching individuals that I found throughout the years, okay? Now, one of the biggest ones, once we move past the issue and the importance of having very clearly defined goals, Okay, (laughs) if you have like all, oh my gosh, no wonder I don't, I'm not making any moves. I don't even know what my goals are. If you, okay, we've, we've solved the problem for a lot of individuals. Okay, by the mere fact, calling attention to the elephant in the room, that your goals, they weren't set. Okay, well, no wonder you're frustrated because you didn't have that. All right, moving forward. All right, what do we do if we have goals, but now our focus is all over the place. One of the places that I go to almost immediately, and this depends, of course, on who I'm working with, but as a general rule, it's been my experience that when you're all over the place like that, nine times out of 10, I can usually trace this back to a problem with your nutrition. What? (laughs) Yep. I'm telling you that... Wonderful things happen when you snap on to a well-formed nutritional program. And by nutritional program, I don't just mean the foods. I also mean the underlying habits. Things like meal timing, meal frequency, your portion sizes. Is your food injected with a lot of chemicals, processed foods, sugars, extra sodium things. You wouldn't know it until you actually did it. It's one of those things you can tell people all day and until they actually do it. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. I can't believe it. Like it's, it's like a miracle, (laughs) which is again, why I like to coach individuals on what I call a comprehensive template. Like I like for you to be able to find the source of your issue. Because you can try to force your focus, but if what you're having underneath is like a blood sugar problem, sorry, Charlie, it's not going to (laughs) last, right? How can you maintain focus if you haven't eaten for 18 hours? People do it, right? If you get caught up, you know, in your little project, you forget to eat. That has never happened to me in my entire life. So I don't know how that happens, but people report that they forget to eat. Okay, <laughs> like you're a human, not a robot. So you need you need that sustenance. So if we can do course correction and put together some sort of a structured program for you, all of a sudden you feel so much better. You're like the sides of your mouth aren't tight anymore because you're actually maybe eating carbs. <laughs> 
I'm laughing because I'm just picturing the people's faces who are like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I'm so much calmer. You know, a lot of women, for example, will blame things on PMS. I will tell you, PMS, my P, I used to have it so bad. Like it was bad. These crying spells and like all kinds, like food cravings and all kinds of things. Most of my symptoms went away once I identified my food sensitivities. And for myself, gluten was like the major offender. And I put myself on a regular nutrition program where I was eating every few hours and making sure that I had a little bit of protein with every single meal that I had. I'm telling you, most of the symptoms actually went away. And it was life-changing. I mean, how many times men and women do you hate when yourself or the women in your life, like you're like, oh man, that third week, it's going to be DEFCON 3 in our house. And people feed into that. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that your hormones control you. You have to control the hormones. But can it cause you to have scatters in your focus when things are all out of control? Absolutely. So what do we do about it? Can we track it back to nutrition? So at this point in time, I'm going to lay down two of the strongest habits. And I mentioned this in the productivity podcast as well. But if you are not routinely eating breakfast, and when I say eating breakfast, I don't mean waiting five hours after you wake up before you eat. All right. One of the the things when it comes to your diet, I want to speak to this is there's a lot of literature and research going on about um, intermittent fasting. And there's like, there's all different ways to do things over here. We have a very structured way on how we assist you moving either through transition, through periods of high stress, and we leverage nutrition. And one of the strategies that we use is what we call eating for energy. And so rather than depriving you, which is really where a lot of our clientele base comes from, is they're used to depriving themselves and strict diets and, and they put themselves on these volatile energy cycles, if you will, we course correct on that. And through that mechanism of teaching you how to eat for energy, it allows certain hormones to actually normalize. And you don't have those swings in your moods and your, your focus actually sharpens. We provide you with, you know, strategies to support your adrenal glands, which is imperative. Like your adrenals, they're, they, what they do, they have these little glands, they sit on top of your kidneys and they produce a stress hormone called, called cortisol. And it, cortisol lets you or allows you to live despite different stressors that you're exposed to. And so without that, then you, if your adrenals get shot, that's usually when you start getting sick, when you're around high levels of stress. Okay, I think most people are aware of that. And so what do we do? We always say, oh, make sure that you're taking vitamin C. Vitamin C is the vitamin that supports to a large degree adrenal health. Hmm, that's kind of cool. 
<laughs> All right, so you learn just a couple things there. And so the, the two nutritional habits that are going to assist you are going to be eating breakfast, okay, almost immediately after you wake up. And then the second nutritional thing is going to be increasing your water intake. And coffee and tea don't count. All right, those two things together, they have tremendous effects on your blood sugar. They support your adrenal glands. They work to buffer you out of a stress response where you don't have enough blood sugars floating around and it keeps your body from shifting into what's called fight or flight, which then leaks stored energy from from your cells and, and dumps it into your bloodstream so that... Well, if you were a cave person, you'd be able to run away from T-Rex. That's where this stems from. But, but it, it prevents this cascade of blood sugar swings and then the insulin swings. And then ultimately what happens is that your body becomes kind of like resistant to the insulin. And that's where you start to develop type 2 diabetes. Myself, if this is your first time on the podcast, I'm a registered nurse. My background is critical care and emergency, and I left that world to move over into the world of prevention and wellness. So I do a lot of coaching and training on the nutritional front and the muscular development front, and I like I love the human body. So if you ever want to talk physiology, like we can definitely throw down, but I use that in the coaching template when it comes to increasing your focus and increasing your levels of productivity because of how the human body actually works. And when you understand that and you put strong posts in place, with your habits and what you're doing to support your activities. Now we're dealing with a completely, like a horse of a different color. Once we have your nutrition in place, is your focus better, yes or no? No, oh, okay. And we do, like, we do multiple things at one time. We don't just do one thing and then hopefully wait and see. Like, we're, like you move through life and, and you're making these course corrections, you know, at the same time, uh, what I'm doing is I'm outlining some of our processes and some of the places where we look with any individual who is complaining, like my focus is, I don't have any, I'm like all over the place. So when you learn how to eat for energy, you're controlling like massive swings in blood sugar. You're controlling massive swings in insulin coming out. And that controls the domino effects, these cascade effects that happen just from those two post items right there from blood sugar and insulin. And it's incredible. I don't know if that resonates with you, if that's helpful for you. Okay, so the two things that we laid out there, all right, let's, let's review. What do we have? We have the importance of clearly defined goals, and we have nutritional support. The first two things are eating breakfast and increasing your water intake. And I know a lot of you are sitting there like, well, how much water? Is it supposed to be 8 ounces? Is it supposed to be 64 ounces? Is it 1 ounce per, uh, per kilo of, of body weight? Like, what is it? I don't know what it is for you. All I'm going to tell you is drink more. Okay, I guarantee you, you're not drinking enough water. And if you're listening on this podcast and you're supposed to be on a water restriction, then please heed the recommendations of your healthcare professional. 
Okay. I am not in any way on this podcast assuming position as your healthcare provider or professional. Just be advised. This is not contractual. This is not Nicole said, blah, 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 blah. Okay. I'm merely outlining the things that we talk about with our clients in our academy. You, it's not until we have that client and, and coach relationship, you know, under contract that, that, I, I still don't even assume responsibility for you. You're in control, okay? What I am saying is that if you have special considerations for you, your responsibility is to remain in awesome communication with your healthcare provider and asking the questions, how does this fit into my plan of care? I'm very, very, very strong about that because what I hate to see is people making what are usually very smart decisions without bringing in their healthcare provider, and they're kept in the dark. And then I've been on that side of the bed before where you think that they're doing this, they're not doing anything like that at all. And now when they come back in or you see them at a, at a different time, that like the gap between you is so wide, you, the whole entire visit or interaction with these people, it's wasted because you don't know where they went to or they made these changes and it's just a mess. Okay, so I, I'm all about that when you are working with a provider, the importance of communication, and it falls on you. It falls on you as the individual, put yourself in the driver's seat. And I know it can be frustrating. And I know there's a lot of providers out there who, for whatever reason, they're not great practitioners, or they're caught up in the computer, or they're just too strapped for time, or whatever. I, I get it. It, it, it kind of, it sucks out there in a lot of places, but it still falls on your shoulders to put yourself in the driver's seat. Okay. All right. So back to focus then. Now, how do we actually move forward? Let's say that your goals are clearly defined. You're eating breakfast, you're drinking more water. Now what? The next place that I actually look, this is kind of a nutritional tag. But it has to do, actually, it's bigger than nutritional tag. It's, it's a, a step onto stress, if you would. Meaning, how does your body, uh, the role of adrenaline, how about this? The role of adrenaline, how much adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, any of the, of the sisters and the cousins within that, the stimulant world, <laughs> How are they in your body? Like how much stress is your body exposed to? This is what you should know. Stress in our world over here is a noun. This is, this is going to require you to, to listen and to take in, absorb some new information. So if I could just ask for you to have, you know, 100% attention over here, I'm going to teach you some things and then bring in the coaching perspectives for you to be able to self-triage and course correct on your own. Okay, so if I can have your attention here, the first thing what I want to do is I want to talk very clearly about how we consider stress in my academy. In my academy, stress is a noun. Now throw back to grade school. What's a noun? I know we're all like it's a person, place, or thing. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember what grade we learned about that in. <laughs> But thank goodness to that grade teacher, I think, was it like third grade? I don't know, first grade? I think it was like third grade when you start diagramming sentences. Oh, it's a person, place, or thing. Okay, so that means stress is a thing. 
which is separate from how you feel. I know you don't even know what the hell that means. And what's happening inside of your brain right now is it's something called cognitive dissonance. And all that means, all right, so people are like meaning-making machines, okay? So I'm just teaching you about what's happening inside of your brain when you are about to have your mind blown, okay? Like we call this a breakthrough, like, whoa, okay? So it's just something that's called cognitive dissonance, okay? All that means is that you were thinking one thing and believing that like your whole entire life and all of a sudden now I showed you something different and you're like, wait a second, but I thought this, but wait a second. Okay. If that's what's happening with your brain, don't worry. You're fine. Okay. This, this happens to our people like all the time. This is what we do. Okay. All we're doing is we're showing you a different perspective and showing you how we get results inside of our academy because of how we view certain things. And we view stress as a noun. It's a person, place, or thing. It is separate from your feelings. Okay, so this is what it looks like. And this is going to bring in how does the body work? And then you're going to see how this dovetails in with your having laser like focus or like scattered and over diversified. Okay, this is what you need to know. Your body responds to stress. The person, place or thing. Now, there's two different words, and they're usually used interchangeably. Stress as the noun and what's called a stressor, okay? Stress as the noun is the same thing as a stressor. Stressor is the person, place, or thing that then causes your body to have what's called the stress response, Okay, so let's think about this. I'm going to give you an example so that you, you get what I'm saying and then I'm going to, I'm going to dig in, in deeper with the teaching. Okay, so imagine you're driving or probably even worse, you're in the passenger seat and as you're driving along, someone pulls out in front of the car and you know before you start swearing at them, but you know that that sudden like <gasps> that you get and then the palpitations and you kind of like break out in a little sweat and then you're breathing kind of fast. That's the stress response right there. Okay. So, or somebody like jumps out from around the corner at you. You weren't expecting them. Okay. So that, those are the physical symptoms of what's called the stress response. Okay, now if we were to go inside of your body, basically what happens is that your, your body is, you know, startled and you have this sudden like explosion of adrenaline, if you would, in your body. I'm using very generic terms here so that everybody's in understanding of what I'm talking about. But with that, it triggers all these different things in your body to happen in like a millisecond. I, I mean, think about the time period between when the car pulls out in front of you and when you get that, that, that physical feedback. It's, it's momentary. It's literally like a second, right? Car pulls out, <gasps> right? And then that's how you're feeling. That's how fast the body works. That's how fast the body responds to things that you do to it. More times than not, you just don't see it because it's happening on such a subtle level. It's happening down at the level of your cells and inside your cells at the level of your electrons, believe it or not. 
but that's going to be the example of what we call the stress response. Okay, so essentially what happens in the stress response is your heart rate goes up, how hard your heart is, is contracting, the beat of it, the muscle is squeezing, that's why you can feel the palpitations. When you have that, that feeling of your heart is like pounding hard and fast in your chest, typically when your heart rate goes up, you don't feel that. Your heart rate actually changes based on where you are in your breathing cycle. Whether you're inhaling or you're exhaling, you see variability in your heart rate. You don't feel that. What you feel is when the contractile force of the heart is greater with an increased heart rate. And now you're like, go, 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 like you can feel it. Okay, that's a result of the, one of the results of the stress response from hormones floating around that cause that action to happen. Does that make sense? Okay, you breathe a little bit faster. Your blood pressure definitely goes up when you're exposed to a stressor. In this case, it was the car pulling in front of you, which was the person in the place, in the thing. <laughs> it was like the noun, the big noun. <laughs> okay, but then inside of your body, other things actually happen. This is also known as fight or flight. You've heard of that before. And then again, this stretches back. This is a very primal response in the body, how caveman would run away from T-Rex with the big head and the little hands. So that's going to be one way to get the stress response. Now, there's other things which have similar actions inside of the body, just perhaps you don't have that magnitude of, of, the, phys of, the, of the physical symptoms, if you will. Okay, anything that comes into your senses causes your body to pay more attention to it. Does that make sense? So smells, taste, touch, sights, they cause your body to have to pay more attention to it. Okay, so now you have more of these circulating, like let's pay attention hormones like adrenaline or epinephrine, whatever you want to call that hormone, okay, the stimulant. And that's the effect that it has inside of your body. This is what you need to know. In the stress response, okay, when it continues, riddle be this, Batman, the last time you were under a great, last time you were afraid or something, let's high levels of stress, what happened to your peripheral vision. You think about it? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see anything in the periphery. Exactly. You didn't see anything in the periphery because what happens when you're under great deals of stress is you lose peripheral vision. You develop like tunnel vision and you only see the one thing which is in front of you. That's a result of the stress response. Okay. The other thing, how well do you hear and like process information logically when you're under a great deal of stress? You don't. Okay. How well do you, how well do you communicate? How, how beautiful is your language when you are under great deals of stress? It sucks. <laughs> Sometimes it like sometimes you can't even talk 
sometimes all you do, like you have a mouth like a, a truck driving sailor. <laughs> Could you imagine that's a visual? <laughs> right? And you, you don't you don't explain yourself well. You usually don't use please and thank you. You just kind of come in like a freaking bull in a china shop and do, 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 do. Or you're not making any sense. Or you talk super, super fast and nobody else can get a word in. And da, 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 right? And that's simply a result of the stress response. That's what happens. Okay, now I'm outlining these things for you very clearly so that if you're here and you're presenting with a lack of focus, all right, you have clearly defined goals, yes or no? Yes, I do. Are you already eating breakfast? Yes, I am. Are you drinking more water? Yes, I am. I actually have a fully detailed nutritional program. Great. Let's look at what I I call your cumulative stress load. All right, so the, the, the people, the places, and the things which caused your body to be in that heightened state of stress, to be in the stress response 24-7. Now, it's not just being scared or worried, if you will, and it's not just the things which are coming in through your senses. And this applies like if you work in an area where you have lights and sirens, you work in the medical industry like I did in the ER, There's so much freaking noise in there between the people, the monitors which are going off, you know, the the ambulances which are calling in. I mean, there's like all kinds of stuff. There's the noise like all over the place or in an ICU. You're trying to recover there as the patient. You you do not sleep in an ICU. That's for sure. There's the ventilator going. I mean, there's so much noise. Okay, so all of that puts your body in this heightened stress state. But things that you eat and drink can do the same exact thing. All right, so this is caffeinated products. This is stimulant energy products, if you will. This is pre-workout complexes. This is dietary supplements. Fat burners can do this. Prescription drugs can do this. Anything that's in the amphetamine family, if you're being treated for ADD, ADHD. If we move into the illicits, amphetamines, okay, methamphetamines, you got meth. Anything that's on the stimulant side, you got cocaine, you have crack. Any of the uppers. All right, so all of those things can cause, or not can, they cause your body to be in a heightened state of stress all the time. And let's remember what happens to the body when it is exposed to a stressor. You lose peripheral vision. You can only see the thing in front of you. You really have no capacity for like long-term thought. You're in the here and the now. You're in survival mode at like its, its most raw form. You lose the ability to listen. You lose the ability to, to process information logically. You lose the ability to have, you know, verbal articulation. And if you think about it, television shows or movies where you've seen people who have been under a great deal of stress, how do they snap them out of it? <laughs> like Loretta in Moonstruck when she hit, you know, she smacked Nicholas Cage across the face. Crack, snap out of it. Okay, right? <laughs> like, come back to earth. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, all, okay, now I'm here. I'm, I'm focused. Like, you got my attention again. Okay. 
okay? But here's, here's what it is, is that today our stress load as a baseline is so high simply because we drink coffee all the time. We've got energy drinks. We've got a lot of medications that people are on board. We have a lot of processed food in our diets. We've got a lot of sugars in our diets. We've got a lot of chemicals in our diets. We have a lot of electronics that we're exposed to. Our phones, our tablets, the laptops, the televisions, the GPS, the kids' electronics. Like You can't get away from it. You're there all the time. Plus, if you're working inside, you don't get outside as much. You're exposed to that fluorescent lighting, that artificial light. Do you see what I'm saying? And so this stress is actually cumulative. So not only is it a noun, it's cumulative. But eventually what happens is your body, it only has so much room for like these little stress molecules, if you would, before it just, it just, it can't take anymore. It's like a Ferris wheel. Like there's only so many seats for the people to get on a Ferris wheel. And the only way that the people who are standing down in the line can get on the Ferris wheel is if some of the people who are on the Ferris wheel actually get off and they allow for the new ones to get on. That's how it works inside of your body with stress, only it's, it's on the molecular level. Whoa, I know we're totally getting into chemistry here, but this is, this is what's going to help you understand perhaps why your focus is so diffuse and all over the place is honest to God. What is your cumulative stress load? Do we have to back you off of electronics? If you are freaking on your computer, you're on your phone 24-7 and you're taking pre-workout, and you're drinking coffee, and you're taking stimulants, and you're on all these medications, well, no wonder you're having a hard time. So what do we have to do for you? We've got to, we've got to let you come down. We have to actually let your receptors, the things that collect like the adrenaline hormones, if you will, we've got to let those things clear. What? Yes. Okay. <laughs> And we talk about that like in muscular development world, you're not making gains. Why? Because your cumulative stress load is so freaking high, dude. Like you've got to allow time for recovery. That's why I am a muscular development coach. I handle the training, the training programs, the nutrition and the recovery because people's cumulative stress load today is high. There's no room for increasing anything because of how everybody operates. So my goal and my commitment as the nurse as the founder and president of this company is to get people back to the roots and do things correctly from the get-go so that you have room for growth. You're simply at the top, you're at the crust of, of your stress load. Okay, but perhaps if you're on the other side, your stress load takes place in a different vehicle because you have negative people around you who are pushing you down or they have very high expectations of you or they won't let you stretch your arms and try and grow and they're, they're you know, trying to keep you where you are and you're not, you're not making any progress at all. When you understand what's happening inside of your body and how that actually affects your productivity and in this case your focus, 
which together, you know, give you your results or lack thereof, it makes the how-to very simple to implement. Your course correction is simple because you've identified the cause, you've identified the source. Whoa. Does that make sense? So with this particular podcast, you know, this is your opportunity to self-triage and course correct and see if you identify with any of those. Now, obviously, again, you're not here in front of me, so I can't give you the specialized attention that you deserve. And if you require or are interested, you know, you're committed to your growth. Contact me directly. Okay, go straight to the website. It's transformationgold.org. The contact us, uh, you know, drop down is is in the top right of the screen today. (laughs) We'll keep it there. All right. And we do coaching and training for individuals. We do it for teams. We do it for organizations, agencies. We come in as keynote speakers. You know, and and this is how we make movement and this is how we get you the results that you want by going directly to the source and giving you the real tangible information. And when it's you and I coaching one-on-one, then we can, we can, you know, put together a program which is specific for you. So thank you for joining us on this podcast. We're here. We're just ready to wrap up. I I appreciate your being here. If you know of anybody who you feel would be benefiting, that's not the right word, who would benefit from this information, please invite them on. I don't pay for people to follow. We're growing our following 100% organically. And really the highest compliment I could ever receive from you is the referral of a personal friend or family member. So invite them on this podcast. We're up on all different platforms. We're on Anchor FM. We're on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just simply search Transformation Gold Podcast and we're here. And from the bottom of my heart, I look forward to working with you and and serving you. Have an awesome day. Go out there and carpe your damn diem and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.